Hi, I'm Laurieanne, and I am the host of Bleep Bulimia. Uh, I'm here on today because I wanted to talk about the difficulty of uh, two sides of two coins. So the difficulty of recovering, and I wouldn't say the difficulty, but it is difficult to be on the other side of it where you're helping somebody recover. One of my biggest wishes is if I had that magic wand. I mean, I do have my program. I know that it works, but it doesn't work overnight. I can't have that solution. And it doesn't work for everybody right away. This is one thing that's very difficult. I wish that I could. I wish I could say tomorrow you're not going to be bulimic. Tomorrow you're not going to have your eating disorder. And the thing is, is that the involvement in it becomes really uh deep because having been bulimic and having recovered, I know the pains that my clients are going through. And it's, how do I say difficult? It's difficult in the sense that sometimes the client does not listen. Sometimes you will give them uh, notes, but they are so focused on their eating disorder that they, they're not able to listen. So my message here, and it's going to be a very short one, I'm hoping because sometimes I ramble on anyway, but if you're seeking help, listen, really take note, take advice and really listen to what the person who's trying to help you is telling you because it really is important. So if uh, let's say whether it's a therapist, whether it's a coach or whatever, if they say something and then 10 minutes or an hour later or a day later, you're asking the same question. Obviously, you're not focusing on that moment that they're trying to, to support you or to help you. And it's important that you do because that particular moment can define one particular aspect of your recovery. So I really want to put it out there that uh, if you're seeking help, absolutely wonderful. If you're not, please do. It really does, does, does make for a big, huge difference um, in the recovery. Uh, however, on the other hand, if you are, again, let's go back to that, please listen. And if the, like I said, therapist, psychologist, or, or the coach or whomever who's trying to help you um, are giving you exercises to do, they're doing that for your own good. And I know sometimes it's like, I don't want to do this. Personally, I love doing them. I love doing them because I wanted so badly to get better. My unfortunate thing is moving so many times that one person who was helping me move forward, I ended up losing because of my moves and, uh, you know, but you can't go back and you can't say, oh, well, you know, and, there, and there's no excuses, but I, I didn't find that right person. So that's the other thing. If you're not listening to that person, there's one of two things. You either aren't connecting properly or you're not focusing. And if you say, yes, I want to get through this, focus on what the person is saying at the time they're saying it. I don't mind repeating myself. However, if I have to repeat myself like four or five times, then I'm trying to think, are you really into this? Are you really listening to me? And this could even be in emails or texts and I get them back again. So it's not like it's just verbal. Pay attention. Make sure if you are really set on this recovery, pay attention because those little snippets are really, really valuable at any one time. We don't mind repeating ourselves, but if you have to ask five times, then obviously you have not heard the message. So the message, what are you saying? What do you mean by a message?
Okay, so let's put it this way. Here we are bulimics. Bulimics can stand for either purging or purging and laxatives, okay? So if, if somebody recommends, and I am not a doctor, but I would recommend to go to a doctor and get something that is other than laxatives if you're having issues. We all know that can happen. Particularly if we stop the bulimia, the body is adjusting, there could be that constipation. Um, there are things out there that are a lot healthier than laxatives. I personally do not believe in them. Uh, I've seen too many things that have happened with them, but there are things like Metamucil and it's all natural and you can take a glass a day. It hydrates you and it regulates you, uh, just other options, other options. And my point is, is because I'm a coach and I'm not a doctor, I will tell my clients, uh, that is a suggestion, but I would talk to your doctor about it or talk to your therapist about it. If you're going to a therapist who has the ability to sign off, you know, uh, drugs to you, I guess the psychiatrist. Um, but the point is, is that if I'm giving you an alternate solution and asking you to ask your doctor, and if I have to repeat myself three, four or five times, then I understand there's stress involved in that, but listen, even take notes. I mean, if there's something that's being texted or emailed to you, print it out or, or write down notes and understand it's a quicker way to recovery if you listen. And like I said, I don't mind being there. I absolutely adore it. But to have to repeat myself five, six times, then I'm wondering what is the level of recovery that you are reaching and wanting to reach if you're not listening to my words? And if you don't understand them, please ask me, what does that mean? And then we can move on from there. Everybody learns at a different pace, at a different time, at a different set of, of abilities to, I guess, digest everything, so to speak, of what's being said to them. Uh, but have a journal, have a journal, write it down. You can go back to it. Uh, and like I said, I don't mind repeating myself, but when it comes to five times repeating myself, and then I start to wonder how badly do you want to recover if I have to keep repeating the answer to that question you keep asking me. I am not a doctor. If there's something like this, I tell you to go see one. Don't keep asking me what it is. I will not tell you because I am not a doctor. I do not have a medical degree. And I'm not going to put myself in a situation to say, oh, well, it's nothing when I know it is. So I'm not going to put myself in that situation. I'm not a doctor. Don't ask me these questions. And I will say it over and over and over again. I am a coach, however. And if you don't want to hear the words that I'm telling you, um, and if you're not willing to listen to your therapist, psychiatrist, and, and you're keeping asking the same questions, then obviously you're not listening. Really, ultimately, the only question you should be asking yourself is, how much do I want to recover and how much do I want to listen? And if your mind is a little bit preoccupied because you're thinking too much about your eating disorder and 50 billion other things that go along with it, I understand, been there. Have a journal, write down the key points that that person's been helping you out with and go back through them. And before you ask that question again for the fifth time, go back through your journal to see if that question was answered. Um, 
this is a, a this is just something I'm trying to explain in the fact that it's really important to listen when you're seeking help. That is part of the recovery. If you don't listen, then it will be there will be no fruition. There will be no moving forward. Um, I almost remember every single thing that my therapists, psychiatrists have said to me. I have it written down in journals. I remember the one that said to me, you're like a China doll. You're cold on the outside, but you're very fragile. Uh, I love that saying. Um, I was told that, you know, in my case, that it probably uh, in the very negative way, however, prolonged my life because I might have taken other actions other than that. But he moved forward. So there were two. I had the very first one that I just loved, and she was in Toronto, Suzanne Tarbin. And then I had another one, I cannot remember his name, but he was when I was a Reno. And those two seemed to get me the most. And when they got me, I listened. So if you're not listening, maybe that person you're not connecting to, or it, there's not something strong enough for you to remember or want to remember, or you're not ready to really take this route. If you are serious about it, listen, journal, write down. Don't ask questions the same ones five times because that's showing that it's not a good fit if you're not hearing what they're saying. So um, in my case, my clients are not connecting with me. I try to find them other alternatives, as you know, with this bulimia, uh, bleep bulimia podcast. This is giving people alternatives. I may not be the right person for everybody. And henceforth, I want to make sure that whoever is really looking for recovery and can listen to that person that they're connecting with, find them. So thanks for listening. Uh, here is to recovery. Here is to even somehow finding a way that this just stops, um, that the relationship with food with everybody becomes more important because they get to sit down at a meal with their family and never have to worry about it again. Uh, let me tell you, that is one of the biggest bonuses with me is I don't worry anymore. And, um, and food doesn't scare me. And in fact, it's a wonderful thing to sit down with my parents who are 86 and 89 and have a meal with them and not sit there and go, mm, where am I going to go next? I don't have to. I sit down and I can sit there for the whole two hours if we're sitting at the table, the whole two hours. Okay, unless I really have to go to the bathroom to go pee pee, but other than that, um, I'm there and, and I don't need to leave the table. And that is a gift, uh, having gone through three, 30 years of, of having to worry about all that. And the gift is, is my time and my presence with the people that I sit with and not being afraid of food. Uh, and to all the weight thing that you're all worried about, uh, it just, it, with the right direction and the right relationship with food, there's no worries. That should be the least of worries because if you have a good relationship with your food when you come out of your bulimia, you won't have to worry about that at all. Anyway, that's my message today. Please listen. Listen to the people who are trying to help you. 
journal it, write it down. I know sometimes our focuses are all over the place because while the person who's trying to help you is saying something, you're thinking about something else, try to focus, give your time to that person. They are there, they're taking their time, they're trying to help you. And in my case, it really is in my heart that I really want to make sure that my clients recover fully and 100%. So uh, thank you for listening to my podcast, by the way. I hope that you're getting something out of this. There are so many different uh, sides of different ways that you can recover from uh, emotional eating, as you've heard. And I have so many different um, guests that, that give you different aspects on which one will fit for you. And again, I'm talking men, women. I don't just have women on this podcast. They're both men and women talking about this. So um, I hope you appreciate this. And I hope you do find the person who will help you the most. And again, my final word, please listen. It's very important. Thanks for listening. Bye.